<laughs> okay. Um, well, today at dinner, uh, Isabella made a fart and looked over at Tanya and said, stinky gas, and then started, you know, doing the Will Ferrell happy dance in the chair, I think from old school. Is that what it, or like the, you know, or just his hands going up and down, oh, yeah. and, up and down, like yeah, pumping her arms up and down, and then singing, singing "Stinky Gas, Stinky Gas," and then she looked at Tanya again and said, "Happy birthday, mommy." <laughs> 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 it was hilarious. Uh, I think that no, that was that was Wedding Crashers. Yeah, Wedding, wedding crashers. crashers. Yeah, wedding crashers. yeah, that's my favorite gif ever when he's just like kicking the tables, like what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was was funny. She's getting funnier and funnier every day. sun is shining on me ladies and gentlemen welcome to papa don't preach i'm here with my boy mitch how you doing mitch i'm doing i'm doing good the dodgers won the world series again dolphins won this saturday i'm living good i'm living good zan i'm good <laughs> good you hey, know Zan. president elect biden i hope it remains that way i knew your politics would come out so quick <laughs> i mean it's it's yeah Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot more work that needs to be done. We got to flip that Senate so something can actually happen. Don't worry, Mitch is going to be on a high. Apparently, the Dodgers are going to be winning every weekend until right <laughs> until next season starts, baby, <laughs> <laughs> or until they're out of the playoffs next year. Oh man! Oh, I mean, I guess you know this weekend we kind of got a parade, kind of parades all over the city. Yeah, Biden parade. But you Biden. don't sound you don't sound too happy about it. I'm not. It was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I like I watching people kind of like gloat over this win when it wasn't like some type of crazy landslide. Like, you know, we're still counting all the votes. We didn't really flip the Senate. You know, we lost seats in the House. Like Republican legislators been grabbing power all throughout the states. Like, I get it. Trump is gone. But Trump wasn't really the problem. He exacerbated the problem. He is mm-hmm. the coronavirus of the White House. But just like dancing in the streets when you know that there's half the country that just felt like their world came crashing down just seemed fucking classless. And it it was fucking embarrassing. I don't know. So I see what you're saying um, because I, I, I feel similarly um, because of COVID going on, but also you know, there's been just so much sadness and, and stress. And I think a lot of that came from the craziness coming out of Trump's mouth and his supporters. And, you know, people need to celebrate a little bit. I mean, the celebrations I saw in person as, you know, while driving, you know, people were, were wearing masks, but I still think it was not the best idea. And then, I mean, going off of what you said, you know, like half of the country that voted, 71 plus million people you know they lost even though a lot of them don't accept it i I, you know i don't really feel that sad because you know that 71 million people voted for a guy that does not believe in climate change voted for a guy in a party that will not acknowledge the fact that systemic racism has been a part of this country since its founding and is still alive and well today uh, voted for a guy that, you know, doesn't believe in the separation of church and state. Uh, also doesn't believe, you know, a party that is trying to restrict, you know, ooh, a woman's right to their uh, their autonomy to their own body. Um, so I don't feel, I mean, I don't feel that bad. I, I think there are a lot of people that are have been misinformed because of social media and being in their circles. But there's also a lot of people that just turned a blind eye to it. And I don't feel... I definitely don't feel bad for those people who have just turned a blind eye. I can feel a little, I do feel 
somewhat bad for the people who have just continued to be misinformed. And I, and I think that happens on both sides, on all sides, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard for me to feel bad. I mean, I just, I just, I'm not fully celebrating until Biden is sworn in and hopefully the Senate turns blue because of Georgia. Um, but even then, there's still a ton of work that needs to be done, and and you know we're all still gonna have to deal with climate change. Yeah, Mitch, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, the Dodgers won. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in all honesty, I feel like you know with the celebrations and stuff like that, I feel like for the past four since last election up until now, we've seen like everyone's like both sides are like a Nelson in The Simpsons, where it's just like a <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude just, yeah like and i'm pointing at you like like you know giving you the finger and then you know a week later you know it's coming back it's just like i don't know i feel like we've lost separation as like we really have created you know two sides uh like hardcore sides and it's just crazy to me uh you know we're forgetting that we are all one nation but how does that work when when you know you ever heard of I mean, being the bigger man on th- on some things like you don't have yeah to- no i i listen, i agree and you mentioned something like earlier of saying you know being you know acting like you've been in the end zone before and that's yeah. my, my something my dad has always told me and it's like and and i i i, I live by that i try to uh not everyone has been told that but it, it's uh man it's it's all very emotional it's but it also but but you say we're all American or all like under one nation, but it's hard when there are a side, I guess. And I don't like just saying one side or the other, but there's, there are people voting for a side that are, are supporting a system. Like just say for like systemic racism or just continuing to not acknowledge that. Uh, and also regarding climate change and also regarding LGBTQ rights and, uh, it's it's hard it's hard to you can't just i don't think you can just say it's you know it's just uh, politics or something like that because it has an effect on a wide range of people so it's so it's so it's very hard i mean it's uh i don't see one side like say just for like the democratic side of like, trying to you know take people's rights away no 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 yes, it's not, you know, argue it's not, even, it's not even that no it's not even it's not even that it's just more or less like you know after you know, Biden and Harris when, you know, it's like the, the, the celebration that they went and did, I think like during this pandemic, when it's like, you know, if you want to break it, like more Democrats play safely compared to what we've, I guess what we see on media towards like how Republicans have handled COVID. A lot of them think it's not real. You know, I don't know. I don't think any Democrats are out there screaming that COVID isn't real and, why you shouldn't have to wear a mask it's just like it's just irresponsible and then also you know if you during the news you know the left side constantly complaining the way trump said like what the things he says and then it's like you know you have the left side after biden wins you know you have like anderson cooper calling him a an obese turtle and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, that was the best like, line I've ever heard. Like, granted, it's funny, but if it's like, if you were completely, like you were crying about that prior and then, you know, now that he's gone, it's like, dude, just come on. Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's baby shit in my opinion. Yeah. I I mean, I, Zan, I, I, see, where you're, I see where you're coming from, Zan. And like, I do understand that. But um, my big thing is like what, you know, what Mitch was saying, like being in the bigger man, you know, the Dodgers just won the bigger championship, person. you know, like they, everybody worked very hard to get where they were and, you know, running over the other dugout and giving them the finger and dancing and like fucking saying like, ah, when somebody's literally hurting in that moment, you know, it goes, uh-huh. against, it goes against the entire message that Biden had about healing and coming together. Like people were just. You know, I, it's one thing to be happy and celebrating, but like they're going past rallies, bumping fuck Donald Trump. People are blasting fucking fingers at Trump supporters. And I wish I knew the over under for people who believed his propaganda 
and we're just ignorant to the fact that this guy is bad for the country and the other people who are like i like my tax cuts i really don't think it's a big deal doesn't affect me i really wish i knew which people were which but we don't and so like by our side as seeing as a leftist or somebody who's liberal who wants to be the bigger person who's always stretching out a hand that says yes pick yourself up by the bootstraps but if you need help i will help you it just didn't show at all this weekend and you know dave Chappelle on saturday night live said it best you know that feeling that we all had you know uh that we're hoping that hillary clinton won even though it wasn't the person that we wanted that feeling when she lost that we had knowing that Trump was going to be our president. He said like, I don't hate those people. I only hate that feeling. And to recognize that half the country is feeling that way. And instead of saying, well, you're voting for a white supremacist. So fuck you. You know, we should, it's the same reason that we've been talking about bringing people together instead of entrenching them in their beliefs and like digging deeper in that social divide we should be reaching across the aisle. We should be like, okay, I understand, but why do you feel this way? Or tell me your points of view, or let me hear what you're saying. But I also get, you know, this has been a long time coming. I've been off social media. I haven't been posting anything because I want to give some people time to celebrate because I, I, this is time to get back to work. You know, like, I don't know how you guys feel, and I'm going to throw it to you, Mitch, but I feel like the Republicans kind of came out as the winner here. They got rid of this fucking psychopath and they won a lot. You know, they got the most Republican women voted into office. They won a bunch of uh, local legislators. They got gains in the House. They might still have the Senate. They have a Supreme Court justice and they got rid of the, you know, <laughs> obese turtle lying on his belly. In the sun. <laughs> they, they, did, they did have a, a good... Uh, a high turnout also in voting or not the highest turnout they've ever had and new registration yes but it's like what are they supporting and that's what's kind of scary for me at least i think a lot of i think a lot of republicans you know do look at you know being a conservative isn't necessarily like that bad of a thing it's just a different way of i have a question do you guys have feel a difference Is, is there a difference between being a republican and a conservative because from my understanding, being yes. a conservative has to do with more on the religious side as well of like, and being Republican is merely like economical and on and fiscally concerned. Well, I mean, to be honest, at the end of the and day, you can I have think, a blend of both. Obviously. I think our biggest problem is to, to think that one side, it's been a while since the two parties have come together to say that one side doesn't have a good idea. And, you know, whatever they think is wrong, you know, that's that's just stupid as shit. So I don't know. I'm hoping to see that. that I understand that. But I'm just trying to get to like, I just, to be honest, all I care about right now is I hope that these two parties are able to work together. We're able to make some, you know, changes and everything just gets better to be to be 100 percent honest. I don't even like I'm so tired of politics right now. It's it's slightly out of control. I need a break. Like I need a mental break just from hearing everything that's going on every single fucking day. It's just nuts. Yeah. I mean, too much. I, like, I, I agree. Like I, I was hoping that Biden wins so I can take at least, you know, a few weeks off before I get back to work because there's a lot of work to be done because even though. Are you talking about Georgia? Well, no, I'm not talking about Georgia. I'm just talking about being a black dude in America. You know, I'm talking about not having health care. I'm talking about the planet dying. I'm talking about people's rights being abverted and dudes getting shot in the street and no. So how do you, 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 my question is, sorry for interrupting it, but like, how do you do that when, when I I hate saying like one side and the other side, but like when say like the Republican party does not acknowledge climate change and also does not you had you had trump and pence like the faces of the republican party and gop saying that there is no systemic racism because because i don't how do we fix that because i don't hate republicans i don't hate conservatives i extremely dislike republican politicians because just like that npr you sent me a great uh podcast from npr about how they ran a misinformation campaign about healthcare 
Yeah, Sigma. Drawing, yeah, Sigma by drawing parallels to Canada and finding all the horror stories they can. And it was awful. Oh, I think we lost Zan. I'm here. Oh. I think I'm here. You are you here. Hear me? <laughs> yeah, you're here. <laughs> uh, wow. That was weird. I thought I lost you, Zan. I think there was a little bit of technical difficulties, but I'm going to keep it in because this is a real podcast talking about real issues. You'll never okay. lose me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for what I, what I was saying, um, you know, I don't want to annoy Mitch. I don't want to stay too much on uh, politics, but what I was saying is that I just, you know, I don't hate people that are Republican or people who find themselves conservative. I, we just believe in different things. What I do hate are the politicians who misinform their base on purpose to divide them and consolidate power. Like they spent all their time getting uh, Republican voters and conservative voters to hate liberal voters and political liberals and progressives. They, you know, like think about what they say. They're like, oh, Joe Biden of all people is a socialist. Like they, they go all in. And mm -hmm. they did it against healthcare. They they did it against climate change. So I it's really hard for me to hate somebody who is a victim of gaslighting. John Lewis said the same thing. Like these people who hate are also victims because they're being fed a bunch of bullshit. So when I say that, okay, dance in the street, haha, I just don't want those people to go to fucking sleep because we still got work to do. Yeah. I mean, yes. And part of that work is educating us you know continuing to educate people and also learn ourselves um uh yeah i just think it's i think it's harder now than it has been in the past because it's so easy to dive into your own bubble and um i'm blanking on the term but um just continue to see things that reaffirm your beliefs that you've grown up with um, and i know it's a hard thing to to admit that Maybe some of what you've learned is is wrong and not true. In order for us to actually to progress, um, we need both major parties, you know, believing in climate change and the things that we should be arguing about regarding climate changes, the subsidies that we should be giving new companies that have worthwhile tech that can help us. Yeah, no, it's I all connected. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you finish, Mitch. After this, but I just want you to know, like, it, it is all connected because you can't address climate change until you address poverty. Because if you can't tell somebody that's living on fucking welfare st uh, and food stamps that is trying to buy styrofoam cups for ten cents instead of the plastic cups for twenty five cents, that they need to worry about the planet when they don't even know if their lights are gonna stay on. One hundred percent connected. One hundred percent, and I think that comes from making you know big changes in regulation and industries and. Um, it, it shouldn't come like I had, I made a comment before about, you know, this idea that, you know, watching your carbon footprint, that was a whole ploy by BP oil, you know, and, and there was a study that came up from NPR that pretty much says that recycling is a joke and a lie. Um, so these changes need to be made at the industry level to help people, um, you know, well, so yeah. people don't need to really worry about it. They can, you know, try to continue to you know, yeah, and that's that's part of, and that's probably re, that reaffirms what we're what we're saying now because you were you on the left, me on the left, Mitch in the middle somewhere. We were all fed that bullshit, and we believed it. We picked mm -hmm. up cups, we threw our plastic cups in the garbage. We looked at that stupid triangle at the bottom of that plastic, and I was like, okay, this is gonna get recycled. No, <laughs> you know, it ends up in yeah. the water. But yeah, Mitch, uh, I'll toss it to you before we get to our main topic. Oh, I was just going to touch base on when Zan had stated, uh, stated like, you know, uh, had brought up, you know, what's something that is wrong. And I feel like just us as a country, like we ever like we become so stubborn that we're no longer admitting when we are wrong. Like we, exactly. we, we have too much self pride to and I think it takes a bigger person to actually admit when they're wrong. It's just a, you know, and this is a newer thing, at least maybe I haven't, I, before I was never really paying that close of attention to where we were as a society compared to, you know, now having a kid, but you know, that's, it's, it's crazy to me that people have such a hard time admitting when they are in the wrong. You know, I have it at times when it comes to, you know, if Amanda and I were to get in an argument, but like when it comes to, actual you know political issues and stuff like that and science 
you know, people don't, it's a tough conversation these days. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been wrong. And, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big person. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well, anyway, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> big how? <laughs> Shut up. You big fat mustache uh, idiot. Uh, one one little thing before we move on I just got back from the little Safeway little market over here and something really pissed me off and it kind of goes into what we're all talking about you know when it comes you know when it comes to how our government should be taking care of us but you know Veterans Day is on Wednesday and you know we I was checking out and it's like hey would you like to donate your change to veterans and I was like fuck no that's the government's goddamn job. Like, why are they putting that on us? Like, why is Safeway having to raise money for the veterans, for the people who fought for this fucking country, who died for this country? Well, if you look it up, uh, like, look at, uh, look up to see what, when you do, if you do donate, how much they keep. Yeah, I'd love to know that. Because I know there are, there are a few stores to where, like, I stopped donating. Because I someone said something and I was like, you're crazy. And I sure shit went online, looked it up, and it was like, oh, you pretty much take that whole thing. And you give, yeah, a, little, money and you give, it, and you give a little portion. So now I, when someone does ask, like, oh, do you want to donate to this? Um, I'll ask what they, what's their percentage? Because if you don't give it, because if you don't give 100%, then I'm not giving you shit. Like, why am I, why am I giving a, a giant chain grocery store money on top of what I already <laughs> just gave you. Fuck off. Fuck you. Did you, did you guys see that, uh, final, that final notice email to raise money for the fight for the election that Trump yes, was sending was to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Zan, go, go ahead. I'm not sure if you saw it, Mitch, but Zan, go ahead. It's hilarious. Pretty much in the fine, fine print at the bottom of these, like, extortion type emails um there it says that 50 percent of the donation that you give goes to the campaign's debt relief like paying the trump campaign <laughs> debts it's like what is like at least they were transparent about it that's what we need in our government yeah some transparency very very tiny uh, transparency well, all of this stuff is making me sick to my stomach, just like Mitch. And like, I wanted to move, I want to move on to our next topic, but, uh, you guys ready? Anybody else got anything to say before we move on? I did. I did actually. I, I wanted to bring up, uh, VP Harris's speech. <laughs> <laughs> why did, why did you call her VP Harris? <laughs> yeah. VP Mrs. Harris. <laughs> I know exactly why because I, I, I mess it up all the time. I'm like, is it Kamala or is it Kamala? I, I, I don't know. I think it's Kamala. I think it's Kamala Harris. Yes. No matter what I would have said, Zan would have corrected me and I would have felt, no. like, felt like an idiot again. <laughs> I would not. No, but I. Yeah, but I gotta, go ahead, I, man. I, I gotta, I, her, her speech was. Uh, really beautiful i thought she did a fantastic job i thought biden's speech was actually pretty great got a little teary-eyed when he talked about his uh his first wife mm -hmm. um you know that hit me a little bit it was nice to see a human again i guess uh, <laughs> like, yeah oh someone someone that actually can show you know empathy and human actual human emotions um but yeah i thought the speech was fantastic i thought you know they did a great job. Yeah, I, I I missed the speech and I caught it on uh on the tube later and I yeah I agree man I got I got pretty emotional and watching people's reaction to the speech watching Susan Rice you know teary eyed watch like even Whoopi Goldberg like not even be able to form words as she's introducing the first woman for South Asia and like. Like all these people, like when you see how much it meant to people, I understand a little bit of dancing in the street, but yeah. I mean, it's powerful. I mean, it is. I, I mean, that part, like it is pretty, you know, I, that's, I had uh texted you guys to see if you guys got like the LA times. I don't know. Yeah, like, I did not. Oh, so it's a like, newspaper. Well, I mean, <laughs> I like, so I have, now I have uh, that newspaper and then like Obama's. So two, two things we have never done in this country. Um, so I'll be 
You didn't get the paper when we made gay marriage legal? Uh, no, I'm going to be honest. I didn't. Okay. Well, how do your funkles on. feel about that? Huh? How do your funkles feel like that? Uh, Is it funkles or gunkles? It's, it's gunkles. Oh my God, you bigot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just thought because they're fun, also. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Okay, buddy. Wait, why? Oh, oh. oh, oh. You're not the liberal, are you, Trump? Uncle, huh? That's a hard oh, F. That's a Jesus hard F, Zan. I'm oh, disappointed damn. in you. Ew. I am also. I didn't know that that was a. Yeah. Okay. Gross. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna move on. Let's you guys. Let's take a quick break to verbally flog yeah with an f zan and we'll, we'll be right back for papa don't preach <laughs> with a uck you buddy <laughs> <laughs> We are back and let's just jump right into it, guys. I know we all have children here. That's why we're here. Talk about our kids. Talk about our life experiences as fathers, how we move forward, how we get up every day and do the damn things that we do and why we do them. But I want to talk about these little vomit filled rugrats right now. <laughs> when they get sick, like, what the hell do we do? I know, like, when I was sick, I was asthmatic. You know, I remember my mom physically tying me to a chair so I wouldn't run around the house what? because my inhaler ran out. She physically took a bed sheet, tied me to a chair, popped on the Simpsons, and then went and got me another inhaler because she knew if she wasn't there, my ADD ass would be jumping all over the couches. I'd have an asthma attack. Single mom. What was she supposed to do? You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like, it was like, she's like, okay. Tie you up. Tie, me, tie my ass up. <laughs> Mitch, how did your parents deal when you got sick? Well, I got to move around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to be honest, like I didn't really get like I I got sick pretty much like one time when I was a kid. Uh, didn't look was, like it. <laughs> I'm just sick now. <laughs> uh, no, where I like I forget I had the I got the flu one time when I was like you know five. And my dad had won this big old giant stuffed animal uh, from that was called like Caneo Valley days. And I like laid on that thing legit for like four days. Other than that, I don't, I don't get sick. And if I, when, if I said I was sick, my mom for sure knew I was lying, but she would go to blockbuster and hook me up with some video games and move <laughs> some milk duds. <laughs> that's, a, that's not how you, Get better. You don't eat sugar. <laughs> I wasn't sick, bro. Is what I'm saying. I wasn't sick. Oh, I just needed that. Your dad's like, they're horseshit. Your mom's like, all right, I'm in on the game. Let's go get a movie. <laughs> a movie. Get you. Sir. We'll run a few games. You know, a few Sega games, and then, yeah, maybe a, a pack of milk duds. <laughs> How'd you deal, Zan? Um, I didn't get sick very often at all actually a bunch of superman on this pod Damn. i mean shit i mean i one thing but i that i do remember my mom my mom's west indian and you just like like kamala like our our future vp um <laughs> what well, uh, she would just give me ginger tea all the time and that's like anytime i'm feeling under the weather now or before it's just here do you want some ginger tea drink some ginger tea it'll help you um that and <laughs> What else did she do? I'm trying to think. Uh, that was the big thing. Just she, ginger tea. She didn't beat the flu out of you? Oh, lots of soup. No beatings. No, thankfully. <laughs> that, that that practice, I think, went away a few generations, a couple of generations ago. I feel like I'm the odd man out here. <laughs> I, always took, I, I always took Van for like a kid good. having like Munchinson syndrome. <laughs> Just, <laughs> You're I, not allowed I, to go out and play. I, what? I do. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> Mom always said you're sick and you're not allowed to go outside. Yeah, I lived outside. <laughs> yeah, it shows. <laughs> Thank you. Dirty I can hippie. smell you from here. <laughs> I have a I have a very nice natural scent. Thank you very much. Ew, there's very no such, there's no such thing as a solid natural scent. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Obi. What? No, you you, you, don't you you don't you don't shower with soap. You just go your full hemp. No, man, I shower with soap. I loofah. I did go. I did. I well, then did wouldn't, go. It not, wouldn't it not be natural then if you use soap that has a fragrance? Be, it could be natural soap. He doesn't natural use soap, man. Oh. Come on. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you trying to? I see what you're trying to do, but it's not working. I did go six months without washing my hair with shampoo. That's disgusting. In college, I was like, I was just washing it in the ocean <laughs> and, 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 and uh, not using shampoo. You're sick. Well, you're sick. I, I went like six years without using shampoo, but. You know, I got dreadlocks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, me, me got, too. Me too. <laughs> you have Viking locks in your beard, Mitch. Uh, well, yeah. Well, so the reason I'm asking all of you this is because I want to find out what you guys did the first time your kids got sick. Like, I, um, you know, I can start with you, Mitchell. You have the oldest child. Like, what was that experience for you like? Like, what happened? Was there any big scares? Uh, no big scares. It was just like heartbreaking to see my little girl like hurting um that was really the only thing like nothing nothing real crazy ever happened um she did have a small little scare of uh what is it uh hand foot mouth mouth foot hand you know what i'm talking about handed mouth yeah but yeah she got like a a little feet like a pretty higher than I was like 101, I think, like fever. We had we went to the hospital. That was like the only scare. Like I was, you know, shitting my pants. But other than that, she hasn't gotten too sick. Just the sniffles. Um, but yeah, one little scare. But I, you know, it it broke my heart when she was not feeling well. It hurt. It I hurt get my that. Heart. Hurt my heart. You feel help. You feel helpless. Yeah. I mean, like, I've... I'll take the pain. Like give it to me, and then you be fine. You know, I, her smile is what gets up this family through the day so that's very sweet how about you um (laughs) my response is fear no uh (laughs) it's uh luckily she hasn't had anything crazy yet um she got sick one time when when she was i say young she's two um like under a year and we we ate, she, we had given her some fish. It was when she started eating solid food and she like started throwing up before bed and we're like, Oh my God, it's a fish. Is it poisoning? And we took it like, we took her to the emergency room. They wanted to give her, you know, children's Tylenol to bring the fever down. We were like hesitant because like, did she need it? We, we gave it to her, helped her go to sleep. Next day she was fine. Um, it's, a. Uh, it's interesting. Like Tanya's much more chill about it. I'm just like a little more uh, intense of just feeling. I, I think it has to do with feeling helpless and just upset that she's going through it. Like you're saying, Mitch. Um, but it's definitely something I'm working on. And also, like a fever isn't bad for a kid to have. Like it, it gets the body's immune system to to no kick one. into gear. Yeah. So I mean, if it goes over 104. Um, and you know, if it's around you know one three to one four, that's you know you got to pay attention to it. But um, you know the fevers aren't too bad. I think like at least in uh, the states, this idea of like got to get the fever down, got to get the fever down, um, isn't always is like pushed into our heads when it's it, it does help for a little bit. You know, it does help help you recover. Um, yeah, I found that out real late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I feel like my immune system's, you know, pretty damn strong. Uh, I mean, I used to just drink freaking gutter water while we were riding our bikes and shit like that. Like, I just I would picture just, you drinking gutter water. Yeah, you guys are like, thirsty. Yeah, if, we were playing, <laughs> if like if we were playing hockey in the cul-de-sac or something, like roller hockey in the cul-de-sac or something like that, like I wasn't gonna go skate back to my house take off my rollerblades, go get a glass of water and then go back. Hell no. I just went to the curb where running water was going down. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. But there was no like algae. Like you, it, I feel like. Wait, 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 <laughs> what? You, you were just like, scoop, 
Just you would scoop, them. yeah. I would just like you take, would scoop like, yeah, water, like water from the gutter. Yeah, like I literally every single one of us. <laughs> oh it was like <laughs> we had like six teams going, like playing, but we. It was the whole freaking neighborhood. Oh, was there was there no hose outside? No, we hit a, we'd hit a hose too. What do you mean two? Oh my Man, god! This might, this might scare some of you city boys, but up where me and Mitch come from, the <laughs> yeah. water comes down from the mountains as fresh as the Lord gave it to us. Yeah, so damn right. Have to... <laughs> Mitch is from T.O. He's the city boy. I'm a suburb boy, boy. Suburb boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would not call T.O. the city. <laughs> well, it's becoming. Yes, it's becoming it. But yeah, we. Uh, like... oh, what you, you guys get? A, you guys get a foot records out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it can't open yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just yeah. says opening soon. Well, yeah. I mean, have you, Obi? What about you? Have you had any instances where Ozo got super sick? Or I remember one time, I you know, I came back home. Uh, you know, I I flew down to have my like you know my Thursday weekend with the bozo and. Uh, you know, I was told that, you know, he had some bubble guts and he wasn't doing too well. And usually I'll walk to the door and he like runs up and gives me a hug. And it was like something I got really accustomed to, no matter how shitty the day was, that would just make my day a whole lot better. And I walk in and he's just like sitting on the couch, watching TV. He looked like shit. Like I could still see his eyes light up when I got there, but he was like, eh, I know you're here, but I feel like I was like, damn, this is what a sick baby looks like. This is, this sucks. You know? And like, I'm trying to think of like, what my mom did and you know they were saying that at the daycare there was a stomach flu going around and you know uh his mom was supposed to like leave and you know go out with her friends and then you know she's all getting ready and then you know she comes downstairs she's like i ain't going anywhere i don't feel well i was like oh shit what's going on she was down for the count and so like i'm taking care of both these people making some food and some soup and i'm like trying to get like i'm walking those getting him some fresh air and i'm calling his calling his doctor and they're like yeah just make sure his fever doesn't go past you know 102 103 like that's when you want to get if it's like 104 you'll bring him to the er you know i'm looking at his fever it's 100 it's 100.1 i'm doing this like every every five minutes right one 100.2 oh shit 100.3 all right i'm calling i'm calling <laughs> you know like calling I, it in. yeah like and it's really nice to find a good pediatrician which i want to get into a little bit later with you guys that can like calm you down but all that went away you know sunday morning when i woke up with bubble guts because this goddamn virus of a kid gave it to me <laughs> i was just <laughs> dude i was like in the morning, I was like, okay, let me make myself an egg sandwich. And just the smell of that egg sandwich, I almost burnt it because I had to run to the bathroom. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. oh Jesus Christ, Lord, take me down. Oh. It was awful. Just dumb it and dumber. Oh, it was. I, I'm talking about, you know, the type on the toilet where your toes curl because you're like, okay, ah, okay. You get a little bit of air off the toilet seat. I was like, nah, this is not happening to me. But having him, having him sick, you know, I was just like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I, I, I just, I, I was not prepared for him to be sick, but you know, how did you guys find your pediatricians? Like, what is the best way? Like, do you guys have a pediatrician that you like? Yeah. I mean, we have, we have ours. We, we, we asked friends, um, for our situation, we wanted to find a pediatrician that was okay doing, um, a vac, uh, like a, a slower schedule on the vaccines. We we didn't want to just give her everything right away. We, we believe in them. I mean, we we are here as a society because vaccines have <laughs> allowed us to get through in uh, a bunch of diseases. Um, but we we wanted to have a slower schedule. Um, and yeah, like going back to what you said about uh, you know finding a good doctor or pediatrician to help calm you down. <laughs> our, our pediatrician is super chill to the point where I'm where I'm like, I. Are you like? Is this is this okay? Are you should you be this chill? Like, am I? Do you know what's going on? Would you prefer um, that she was just like, look, I don't want to freak you out, but no, no, I like I like that he's chill, but it's like that's, a, that's sometimes like his answer. I know sometimes his answer is like, oh yeah, she should be fine. Or, yeah, I think this is normal. I think. And I'm like, what do you mean you think? <laughs> like, yeah, if he doesn't come on, I think that's not that's not that's a little scary. I mean. I mean, but he, he he's fine. He's good. Uh, how's your experience been, Mitch? Uh, it's been good. Uh, Amanda found it all. 
shout out Ma- amanda amanda loves her sailor loves her i'm yet to meet her sounds like a great lady though. <laughs> wait what <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my hero. That's hilarious. But I mean, I, I'm at work. When if she goes to the, if she goes and sees her doctor, like I'm at work. But in the six years, yeah, yeah, you've never been on that bacon. I get it. But... Not all of us can be stay-at-home dads, Zan. That is not the goal, and that is not. Is <laughs> unfortunately Dude, that is that is my uh, goal. That is my goal. I want to be a house husband. That is my ultimate goal. Well, I think I think it's it's important for both for the kids to see, you know, Horse both shit. the parents. No, no, both the parents like getting after it. I think yeah. I think that's important to see that. I want Ozo to get finally educated, have a nice job through college, get out in the workforce, make a decent amount of money, and find a nice rich lady that works, and he stays home raising the kids, and then trap the woman. Dad. Trap that woman, knock her up, <laughs> yeah. trap her. <laughs> yeah. But your honor, yeah. she wouldn't let me work. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, oh, I could never do that. How how scared were you? Like, this is something I went through. How scared were you guys to vaccinate your kids? Were you just like, I got vaccinated, fuck it, or did you do the research? Because one thing, like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but one thing I don't like is the one size fits all. Like, everybody needs to get a vaccine. It's gonna react the same for everybody. Everything is fine. Like, how did I you agree with it? that. Mitch, how, did you do the vaccines? Uh, we did. Um, did but, you have any, were you, did you hesitate? Like, how did you feel? Uh, about we, well, Amanda hesitated and then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, then it, I, it got me to do a lot of research as well. Um, you know, and it's the vaccines that we got when we were kids, you know, are a lot different than what kids are getting these days. So, uh, they're getting a lot more at once. Uh, we did so we did spread them out, um, but yeah, that's the route that we did. You know, we went. And, what was it? Uh, we went and saw you know that movie Vaxed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then at the end of it, you know, they had people come out and talk, and you know, I thought there were some really good points on that, and what you know, but I don't. I definitely believe in vaccines, and I just think it has to be given at a. You know, I don't. I don't see the problem with having to spread them out. Like, why are we trying to give a kid so much at one time when they're so little? Like to me, that's that's a little weird. That we're yeah. trying to just pump them up with something rather than, oh, let's just get it over and done with when, in one shot. So you know, they're not crying later. Well, I'd rather have my kid cry. You know, in two weeks again, with a lower amount and not just so many things at once. But that's my two cents. I agree. I mean, that's, I mean, that's exactly what we do. That's what we're doing right now with Isabella and, and it's been fine. And, um, yeah, it's like I said, vaccines are been very important for our survival. Uh, and, um, it's just, it goes back to just misinformation and how easily that can be spread. Um, and you know, you have that regarding COVID right now where people, there's some hesitation. I know Pfizer came out with, uh, like a ninety percent efficacy, is that right? Is that the right way to say? Yeah, it? fuck. But, but I, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Big pharma, all of that. Yeah, man. Like, but isn't that kind of unorthodox to have a press conference without having like a peer reviewed vaccine and doing the proper uh, the proper tests? Like, I know this is a global pandemic and they got to get it. Like, but you know, oh, I agree with, with you. The, like messing with the body, we I, we just don't know anything about this virus and. You know, I, I heard one thing in the, and this is the same thing as information pours in, you know, that the, the vaccine has to be kept at like minus 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Like what freezer can do that? Like how, right. there's how many I'm, people on this planet? How many facilities are going to have to get built to hold this thing? How do they transport that? I did not know that. I only knew I, I, that they've made progress. Yeah. But like also not expecting it to come out like tomorrow by any means. And I, yeah, 100%, they shouldn't be making just press conferences on it. I didn't even know they did that. Um, yeah. Cause that wasn't, that's all that was. It did like the CDC didn't come out. The WHO didn't come out. It's a fucking private company. Pfizer was like, Hey guys, you know, Russia did that and we shit on them for it. Remember Russia's like, we got a vaccine. We tested it on my daughter. <laughs> tested it on my daughter. We're good. <laughs> you know, like that. It, it was shit like that. Um, but 
you guys so i mean have you guys ever had to deal with like mountains of barf randomly and like wondered, <laughs> wondered yeah. if your kid was dying like mitch you've got more opportunities for that well she hasn't like no she hasn't like gone <laughs> like full freaking exorcist or anything like that <laughs> but you know when she's thrown up i've then immediately thrown up right after her <laughs> oh that's amazing that <laughs> yeah, the, the when people make the gag that gag face automatically like I, get you. I, I start losing it. Like it's like it's just the grossest face you can see someone make. <laughs> I'm just like, oh god, I got it. Also puked in my mouth once. Oh, oh my! Oh, Sailor god. did it to me too. She spit up in my mouth. Now that you just, I'm holding her above my head and like laughing, ha ha ha, and she just <laughs> and just right into my mouth. And I, she was uh, she was lucky. I didn't like just like throw her across the couch just to go run. <laughs> freaking try to wash out my mouth I was oh like, my god ah. <laughs> just, like was this after they just ate were they no, how old were they she was young she was young she was under a year for sure so it was yeah. just like the white oh god i don't even want to oh. it's so nasty yeah it's healthy. It was, it, like that when i was holding ozo and i was like half asleep downstairs watching puppy a puppy video and i <laughs> my neck like this he had to be like four or five months like he was still a baby baby and i was holding it up by my head and i just feel like him vibrating and i was like that's weird like is he awake and he was asleep and i just see his eyes bulge out like he got awakened by the demons and just bleh, and i was it got on my face and it tasted like breast milk and i was like oh, oh it was the worst thing ever it was the worst thing ever. i haven't dealt with that thankfully i think i might have just subconsciously kept her away from like my head when i held her up, up held her up well stop start shaking your baby <laughs> i think i think i think you advise not to do that <laughs> let them eat and shake the shit out of them. <laughs> see what comes uh, out well oh, man i i i you know uh before we move on uh to our next segment i just want to say like i definitely have a greater understand and you know it's only been two years close to three years now but just to see how i act after ozo would sneeze to him like getting a fever and actually being sick now and like being able to handle that like that's definitely a new parent thing that doesn't get covered enough that the doctors don't prepare you enough like like it's good to find a good pediatrician but only when you have a good pediatrician like the internet you know i'm like hey my baby is burping a lot. Oh, good. He has cancer. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, on it's the worst. It's oh. the last thing to, to do. <laughs> That's like WebMD. I yeah. think the biggest thing, one of the biggest things is, is if you're nervous is to, to not show it because then they'll, they pick up on it so quick. If you are, you know, upset or nervous or, or stressed, if they're sick and that's the last thing that you want them to feel is to be more stressed when they are under the weather. Um, Agreed. So that's, just don't that's... drop to my knees screaming, Lord Jesus, holding yeah. my baby up to the sky. Yeah, yeah. They can definitely read yeah. that panic. But yeah, anyway, it's it's one of those things. You guys, we have to grow into it. I'm glad you guys are here to talk to me about it. And I'm glad we can share these ideas. But uh, let's move on uh, to our next segment. We'll be right back. Let's take a short break. This is Papa Don't Preach. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have made it to the end. You guys have climbed that valley. You've reached the mountaintop, and you are here to the end of the podcast for our segment, Papa's Pulpit. This is a segment where we talk about things that are irking us, things that are rubbing us the wrong way, or just plain things that we want to get off our chest and talk about. Uh, first up to the pulpit, I'm going to bring my man, Zan. Zan, tell us what's on your mind. What's irking you? I cannot stand when parents don't discipline their kids to some degree at the park when the kid is acting like a fucking wild animal and <laughs> having no, no concern or consideration for the other kids out there and just like pushing people and grabbing things and like not understanding personal space. 
And the parents are just like either not paying attention or just, and I get, you don't see everything. I get it. But, or just like kind of half-heartedly be like, oh no, don't do that. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) it drives me nuts. Do some public Texas justice? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just want just some type of like actual engagement with the child of like, we don't do that. We share. Tell me if I'm being crazy. It's, It's just something where I wonder like where else is that child just kind of getting away with whatever? And it's just, it's it's annoying. It's frustrating. Uh, I like we were at the park a couple of days ago and this, ouch, this little kid was running up, ran up behind Isabella and like smacked her on the head. She didn't, you know, it didn't phase her at all. But I, it, I almost like, I, I gutturally just went like, hey, eh. And <laughs> I, I kind of, I was able to pull it back some instead of just like yelling fully because, you know, come on, what are you doing? kid um but it's more like what are you doing parent uh and then he like took off running around and grabbing other kids and all of this and the dad was kind of like you know trying to talk to him but really wasn't engaging you know they're stopping him and saying hey you know we don't you know don't do that it's just it's just it it annoys me just be engaging with your kids in the park if they're dicking around question sorry yeah i have a quick question on on this because if roles were were reversed if another parent came up to you and like questioned how you parent would you take serious offense to that i wouldn't well i didn't go up to him if if they did no like if you did because like you like i understand like how you like you want to like you want to just tell that kid like you know pretty much fuck off don't don't hit my kid and but you're also (laughs) looking at the fucking parent but if the parent like doesn't do anything, I mean, what is running through your head? Like, you want to smack them or do you want to say something? And but you just don't say anything because it could cause confrontation. I always try to lean in with not you know being rude, but I would say you know can you keep an eye on your kid or can you talk to them because you know they're just smacking my kid or almost pushing them off this thing, and it's just you know it's I guess it's, it's common courtesy and it's, you know it's a good thing to remind your kids especially when they're young of, you know, they can go run around and be crazy, but still be, you know, mindful. There are tons of kids that are like are super sweet that I see. And, and the most are obviously, but like that when they see Isabella, like making her way up the stairs, they're like, excuse me. And they watch out for her and they like go by her, you know, and it's, um, Oh, manners, manners, manners. That's what it is. <laughs> manners. Yes. Manners. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's, uh, that's what bugs me. And, um, I, I I actively try not to yell at, at kids that are not my own, and I don't <laughs> I don't yell at. That's a good, that's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I think everybody needs an African parent, an African mom. I remember plenty of kids that my mom disciplined, and I'd be like, "Can't go around fucking disciplining and verbally abusing other people's kids. They're not gonna come over anymore." <laughs> God damn it. Stop doing yeah, that. That makes the kid embarrassed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> I remember my mom just like, he's like, do you have no upbringing? Huh? I love you raised outside, huh? I love that. If you show me a picture of your mommy and daddy, I'll do nothing but monkeys, huh? I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, yo, Brian, I'm so sorry. I told you to take off your shoes. I was specific to take off your shoes. Now look what's happening. And it's just, this listen. is just getting verbally thrashed in front of me, my family, all my friends. And uh, it was terrible. I love it. Just turn around, run away. Oh, he gonna cry. Yeah. He gonna cry. <laughs> well, he's never coming over again. Right. You know Brian's right. gonna cry, right? <laughs> uh all right. Well, Zan, thank you very much for sharing. Um I'm going to pull my, I'm going to pull that pulpit right over to me real quick and step on here. Um, You know, I don't want to be too dramatic, but I got something that's been on my mind a little bit that I've seen a lot. And, you know, I talked about this earlier in a different podcast, but I'm going to get a little more specific. Social media is a good outlet for people to have a good way to express yourselves, you know, a good way to connect with your friends and your family, especially people who are far away. So it's a beautiful thing. One thing that I am starting to get weird at about these cryptic ass posts where you honestly know that homegirl or homeboy is going through some shit and you want to get to the bottom of it, but that's all you get. You know, you'll see somebody's story pop out that says, your only friends are the ones that you trust. Snakes are all around (laughs) you. You're like, okay. 
Or you got that girl that's like, men lie, all of them. Don't worry about it. Be your own girl. You're like, mm, all right. You see another one's like, life is so tough. But when you have good people around you, it's not that tough. And I'm like, oh, who, who quoted that? Like, was that just you? What, what was that? And I started getting bothered by these like, you know, Hallmark office, you know, strength posters that these people are just posting online. Cause like, I can tell that homegirl or homeboy is truly going through something. I don't know if I'm supposed to comment or help. I don't know if somebody's just seeking attention and that shit bothers me. I don't know why it's just like, have your disputes. It's like either let us all in the game. Like I want to see the wrestling match. You know, I just don't want to see a dude walk out of a stadium bloody with a championship belt and be like, what the fuck happened? No, I like, I, I fought, I came for the show. I follow you for the show. And if that's what this is, give me the show. Like, I'm not just going to sit around on the sidelines. Like, I want to see the whole thing. That might be my own bias. You know, I might be, you know, a little selfish in that matter. But it was the same thing I was talking when people all of a sudden are, you know, you said those couples posts where it's like, oh, me and Danny at the beach or me and Melissa at Disney World. Like, this is the love of my life. And like, my down ass girl, my number one, my ride or die. And then all of a sudden you just see these workout pictures, single pictures. You're like, wait, what the fuck happened? At the club. Where, where's your ride or die? <laughs> Who's that dude? Where'd this shit come from? I'm like, what's going on? You, you need the closure. You can't just, in, you can't just inundate me with all your couple bullshit and not give me any of what, like, <laughs> it's like everybody is living like season nine, like season eight of Game of Thrones. Like I get zero fucking closure. Nobody tells me what's going on. They just rush straight to the end. And I'm supposed to be happy. Like I said, man, it might be selfish. I think you need to unfollow right. them. You know what? Zan, I think you're right. I think yeah. the next motherfucker on my goddamn timeline to post some bullshit where I got to ask questions. Me, a simple observer. I'm just here for the likes. I'm here for the show. If I don't get the show, unfollowed. All right. Well, that's but those, are, those are people there that are also there for the aws. Yeah, well, you'll get my aws. There's no aw button. There's an exactly. follow button. One less follower. Show me you care. <laughs> I want. I, don't ask me that question, but ask me that question. Love is tough, no matter how hard you look. But when you find it, it's precious. Be like, I don't know who this bitch ass is, but unfollow. <laughs> but yeah, that's my pulpit. I'm glad you got it off your chest. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mitch, I feel, take us I, home. Feel, I feel like you're lighter now. <laughs> Impossible. Oh. <laughs> we were there for the show. You just don't hear me go all. You just hear my me die a little bit inside. <laughs> Way to bring them right back down to reality. And I, I was only going to have I was only going to have one mochi tonight, but I think I'll have a whole box because I'm depressed. <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mitch, what's going on with you? Uh, just a, it's not really, you know, totally irking me, but just really confused on, you know, Oregon becoming the first state to uh, decriminalize small amounts of heroin and other street drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the more I read about it, the more I'm just like, what? <laughs> but why would you do that? Possession of drugs such as heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine will no longer be punished punishable by jail time, but instead amount to something similar to a traffic ticket. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so wait. I mean, they're I'm trying to just—I think they're trying to push to keep people, I guess, from out of jail and to hopefully, you know, get them into uh, uh, clinics or. Well, I mean, if that if that's like the actual intention, um, you know, to where it's, you know, if they have a hardcore drug problem and they're back out on the street and, you know, I forget what saw some documentary to where it was just showing the homelessness to, to where when they do have a really bad drug problem, then, you know, it's almost more dangerous if they're not causing any trouble, it's like more dangerous for them not to like have their drug, like just the what their what happens to their body you know when when you're that addicted to something so if it's places giving them a small amount i i think it's weird that you can just be caught with walking with heroin or cocaine or meth and it's like oh well you know here's your no parking ticket 
That's fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it sucks that if I have my wheels facing the wrong way on a on a hill, I get the same punishment as a dude doing meth in his car. <laughs> Maybe worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get why it's there. You know, I'm not gonna hate on it completely. I understand. I mean, I'm if it's for the better, but. I need to look into it more. But how, like, like when you see like all these druggies with like, you think the money that they get, they're gonna pay the ticket? No, when they have money, it's not gonna go. Be like, they're not going down to the courthouse to pay that ticket. (laughs) Go get fucking drugs, man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know they'll they'll just have like, (laughs) like just put like. Just drug tickets in their drug tickets just in their pockets, like a fucking like car parking tickets in your glove box. Just like, oh, sorry, officer. Just what the fuck? It just makes zero sense to me if it's just a ticket. <laughs> How about community service or something like or, you know, actually try to help them. <laughs> but a ticket is just stupid for someone on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because like, what what happens when this dude gets a fucking bench warrant because he's got like six X standing warrants for possession of fucking heroin? I mean, have you guys looked into it all? I haven't. I need to look into it. I don't no, know. I'm not looking into it. I'd rather pass judgment. There, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there I don't want to know the law. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you I how want, I feel about I the little bit I've heard of it. I just want to let yeah. you know, reading this title, it is not good. <laughs> But it it, it it passed so easily. <laughs> and they just say, today's victory is a landmark de- declaration that the time has come to stop criminalizing people for drug use. Well, I, I like you were saying, I just wish that I'm going to look more into it because I'm hoping this is something where they're like, OK, there's a serious issue. We can't just be locking these people up. We have to be helping them. And you get a ticket like just like if you get. A DUI, you got to go to mandatory uh, AA. Like yeah. I'm not thinking AA is the end all be all, but you know, if you get busted with some drugs and you can't show up clean, like it definitely should be a a little bit of a a lesson. You know, it should be a slow burn. It shouldn't be like, oh, you got crack to jail. It should be yeah. like, okay, you got crack. Here's your ticket. Taking all your crack. You got to check in on this date and you got to test and you got to be clean. If that doesn't happen. Then you get forced rehab. If that doesn't happen, then yeah, take this fool off to jail because obviously he doesn't get it. But at the same time, I think he'll be able to get crack in jail. So, but if it's being decriminalized, then it then why are they going? They wouldn't be going to jail. They wouldn't be getting ticket. I I, I mean I I don't I need to look into it more. I mean, I I'm sure I'm pass. sure I don't know. I'm sure amount comes into place, like what you're what you have on you, right? You know, like with. You know, when weed first started, you know, becoming more legal where you can only have a certain amount. Otherwise, it was like intent to sell and stuff like that. So I'm sure there's a lot more into this law. But like I said, you know, with the fact that they use the heroin, cocaine (laughs) and methamphetamine like verbatim, that's just a weird thing to think about that. You know, if there's if there is a program that leads forward to help them, you know, be, get clean and get back on their feet, I'm all for that, 100 percent all for that. But as long as the psychedelics a, are illegal, that's, <laughs> that's what matters. Yeah. Okay. All right. As long as everyone's okay, just right. on shrooms. There's more and more research showing how it helps. All right. Depression. Okay. All right. You had your pulpit, Zan. All right. Get off your soapbox. We get it. Right. <laughs> we get it. We'll we'll do a whole pod dedicated to shrooms for you. Okay. <laughs> um, I like shiitake. Be- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, rest in peace, Sean Connery, and rest in peace, Alex Trebek. He's a staple of my childhood. Um, if you guys want a little tickle, I would look at the SNL where Trebek and Will Ferrell get behind the uh, Jeopardy podium. Um. Enjoy that. But guys, I think that this is the end. Uh, I'm going to show a shout out to our producer, Blaine. Um, you know, you guys are talking to the producing cast of this podcast. Oh, a big shout out to Mitch Keith. A big shout out to Zan Mostow. Really yeah. appreciate y'all. Um, DNA is the one doing our music. So if you like your twos, find them on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach. Hail to the new chief, number 46, Biden. Give him a chance. 
Thank you for Miss Harris, the first black, first South Asian, first woman to be vice president. I think her speech was powerful. And I think I got hope for the future. And remember, be kind to everybody around you. We're all Americans. We all got the same goals and dreams. We just want to be happy. We just want to survive. So if you see a brother or sister out there, give him a little tip of the hat and a nod. This is Papa Don't Preach and we out. Peace.